You're listening to Girls with Grafts, a burn community podcast created by Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, a leading nonprofit dedicated to supporting the burn community. In this podcast, we'll talk with burn survivors, share resources to help with supporting and improving burn recovery, and discuss how to prevent burn injuries. Here are your hosts, burn survivors and Phoenix Society's marketing team, Amber Wilcox and Rachel Kudlak. Hello and welcome back to Girls with Graphs. I'm Rachel Kudlak. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host Amber Wilcox. Hi there. So excited to be joining us today. Um, I'm excited that we're hosting a special episode of the podcast today in honor of National Fire Prevention Week. Um, And this year's theme is Cooking Safety Starts With You pay attention to fire prevention. Um, I did have a burn injury that was related to cooking safety. So this is definitely a topic this year that's special um, and near and dear for me. Um, So I'm excited to welcome our special guest here in just a moment. But before we do, Rachel, do you want to go ahead and introduce today's uh, podcast partner? Yes. So today's podcast is powered by one of our fire prevention partners, Telgian. Telgian is committed to providing effective and innovative fire protection, life safety, and security programs. And you can learn more about them and their services at www.telgian.com. So our guest is pretty familiar with Telgian, so I'm happy to have her on today. So um, our guest on the podcast is Pamela Reno who has more than 20 years of experience and knowledge of concepts, principles, and practices of fire prevention, fire protection, and life safety engineering in the healthcare engineering consulting and manufacturing industries. She facilitates process development, documentation, and technical leadership, and administers training to ensure company and regulatory policies are met. Mrs. Reno oversees fire and life safety components of planning and design, including resolving issues during construction and ensuring codes, plans, and standards are in compliance. Pamela has also established and maintained a fire safe environment by protecting patients, personnel, visitors, and property from fire, smoke, and other products of combustion for hospital, campus buildings, family health centers, and surgical centers, and regional practice sites. So we are so excited to have Pamela on the podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Hi, Pamela. So we so appreciate having you on today's episode, especially in honor of uh, National Fire Prevention Week. Um, Before we get started into kind of asking you some questions, um, we always like to give our listeners a little bit of like, why are you here? Kind of um, what 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 is your experience in the fire industry or how did you get involved? Um, So if you could share a little bit about that with our listeners first, we would really appreciate it. Well, how did I get involved in fire is actually a, a unique story, to be honest with you. It's actually a, a, a funny slash, you know, like, wow, type story. I, I actually got into fire by happenstance. And what that means is, is that I was doing my co-op when I was in college, doing my co-op with a, you know, a, a architectural and engineering firm. And I, I'm actually an engineering, uh, electrical engineering uh, major by degree. That's my degree is in electrical engineering, not fire production engineering. So um, when I got, uh, you know, the co-op, I was hired as an electrical engineering co-op. And so I thought I was going to be an electrical engineer. Well, it came down to me and another colleague. Um, We came into the program about a couple weeks, you know, difference. 
and he got the offer of the electrical engineering position, but they still wanted me on staff. So they offered me the fire protection engineer position. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That has nothing to do with my field. I, I don't know fire protection engineering. I need to learn. I need to be taught, you know, things in that nature. And they, they said, oh, we'll teach you. Don't worry. You're, you'll, you're quick learn. So you'll, you'll be able to catch on pretty quickly. And I was like, uh, I was still like kind of, you know, hesitant, I guess you can say, because, you know, I went to school for electrical engineering. Um, but, uh, I took a chance and I said, sure, why not? Um, I ended up, you know, teaching myself a lot of things as well as, you know, getting to go to classes and, and, and things like that. And I just fell in love with the industry. Um, to be honest, I could not see myself doing anything else. I, uh, I, uh, enjoy looking in the code books. I'm like, Greek. I go, I love to look in the code books. Um, you know, and 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 understand you know why we're doing things the way we're doing it and you know i want to protect people you don't you know um so that's why how i got into it and how i stayed into it for so long and and everything so it's a, a unique story that's awesome so can you tell us a little bit more of what fire protection engineering even is because when i think of fire protection you know i think of smoke detectors and making sure i have my fire escape plan yeah but what what does the engineering component really entail well it's the application of science and engineering principles so you know to protect people you know in their environment the property you know from harmful um fires and you know obviously the destructive effects of that fire uh, you know, it's we're also, you know, fire protection engineering um, is we also called known as, you know, risk engineers and loss control people. So we, we try to prevent, you know, the fire. How do we prevent the fire is with, as you said, that smoke, you know, detector is try to, you know, get that you know, notification right away. But also sprinkler systems. That's like a huge thing in, in a lot of commercial buildings, hospitals. Um, now it's starting to come into the home atmosphere and, and things like that. So those are things that fire protection engineers do. And a lot of it is also life safety. How do you get out of the building? You know, what is, mm -hmm. you know, that escape plan, as you said, um, to, to get out of the building? You know, everybody always says, well, I'm going to go in the same way I came out, you know, go come out the same way I came in. Well, that's not might not be always the best route, you know, so mm -hmm. you have to always have those options. And that's what we're here for is to help you with those options of life safety, getting out of the building, you know, sprinkler protection, fire alarm protection, and the like. Um, so as the fire protection engineer and regional practice leader for Telgian, um, engineering and consulting, I'd love to know more about what what that means for your day to day now. So I know you talked about how you got involved and you're kind of put into the position. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do today to help um, with that role? So I run the region. So I, basically what that means is I have a, a team about, you know, 10 to 12 people. I think it's 12 now. <laughs> it's growing. We're growing so much lately. So And and basically what I do is I bring in um, some of the business. I go out to different organizations, whether it be an architecture firm or even, you know, a new client, which, uh, you know, I'm here now where I do an assessment of what they need. You know, so I can come in, I do an assessment, tell them, you know, hey, this is what you may may need. This is what you may not need, you know, and just give them those, op you know, options of, OK, this is the type of sprinkler system you need to utilize if you want to store, you know, uh, commodities uh, at different mm -hmm. levels, different heights and, and, and everything like that. So 
what my job is, is that with having those many people, I actually, you know, have my assistant regional practice leader who also helps with when I bring the work in, he farms it out to the, you know, to my staff and, and to his staff. So, you know, we, we we're kind of like a tag team, you know, I bring in the work he does, you know, he makes sure it gets done. Um, but we're always, you know, looking to make people safe. That, that is our main con, con, you know, concern is mm -hmm. to make, you know, organizations, hospitals, you know, manufacturing facilities, anything safe. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and everybody's like, well, safe, how does it safe? Well, there's a many facets of safe from a fire safe to, you know, and mainly what we do is fire. We want to make sure that, you know, their commodities that they're storing is not at a high risk. And if it is, they're properly protected. So that in case there is a fire, you know, heaven forbid, that they are properly protected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Just, you know, we think about our homes and fire safety yes. and you don't even think about when you're going out to eat or right. going to work or school or whatever it may exactly. be. All of kind of the behind the scenes work that has to go into that fire protection plan. Um, it, yeah, yeah. It, you don't. It's funny because my husband sometimes gets embarrassed because every time I go out, I constantly am looking up and everything, <laughs> making sure that there's a sprinkler system or a fire alarm system. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny. Yeah, no, my so my husband, his dad was a fire chief. So he grew up very, you know, fire safety is really important. Um, and it's funny because we'll go out to like a new restaurant. He's like, so how are we going to get out of here if a fire breaks out? I'm like, I love that that's the first thing you asked me, but can we also like not just always be like staring around and finding yeah. all the sprinklers that are in the room? Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I totally understand that too. Cause you don't want to think so, such, you know, morbid thoughts, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's certainly important. And you would hope that all buildings are safe enough that we wouldn't have to worry about that on our own, mm -hmm. but you know, unfortunately that's not the case. And we got to, you know, protect ourselves and make sure we stay safe as well. Well, absolutely. And like, you know, as I said, in the course of a day, I can be checking, you know, um, some plans, you know, uh, inspect building plans and, you know, making sure that they have the right sprinkler protection, fire alarm protection needed for whatever commodities that they're going to store in that warehouse or whatever type of building they want to have, you know, something from a mercantile, which is, you know, your grocery stores or your marshals and things like that is going to be something way different than a warehouse. So, you know, those are things that on a day-to-day -day basis, we as, you know, fire protection engineers look at to make sure that we're, they're properly protecting that space. Mm -hmm, definitely. So what's, you know, one thing maybe about your job or just in general, like the fire protection industry that, you know, people are often maybe surprised to learn about or surprised to hear that that takes place? Uh, so I guess the one thing is, you know, when I say sprinklers, you know, a lot of times, you know, people think when I say, oh, yeah, I, I you know, I used to design or I, you know, my company designs, you know, sprinkler systems if I don't put that word fire in, in, in front of it, they think I'm talking about lawn sprinklers, mm. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, no, no. I, you know, my company, you know, and, and I used, I used to, when, when in my very beginning of my career, I did design sprinkler systems and fire alarm systems. So, you know, that, that's like the misconception, I guess, when I don't put that word fire in front that people are like sprinklers. <laughs> I thought you were fire. I'm like, Yes, fire sprinklers. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I designed those in the building. Life safety. You know, when I say life safety, they, 
you know, they think, oh, just making sure, you know, egress, you know, exit, exit signs. And I'm like, well, it's a little bit more than just exit sign locations and making sure you have a fire extinguisher, you know, within so many feet. I said, it's, it's a lot more than that. So, you know, when I go and explain it a little bit better, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize you did all that. And I'm like, yeah, we can, you know, we do do all that. And, and, and it's, 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 it's surprising. And um, I sometimes talk to my family about what I do and then they just, my, my family's like, oh my gosh, you know, they <laughs> don't realize exactly what I do sometimes, but it's fun explaining to them. Mm-hmm. So I know Pamela, there's always some like hot trends, right. Going on in, in the industry. And when I say hot as like a a loose term, right? But um, I know, um, right, if, whether it's something that's happening in the news, like recent, you know, Maui wildfires yeah. or things, yep. um, there are some like trending topics that probably bring some certain things to light, or, or I'm sure like clients for you guys ask a lot about. Mm-hmm. Is there any topics right now that your team is looking at and going like, these are things that we um, get a lot of questions about, or maybe people are asking about a lot? Yeah. So some of our clients are, you know, because, you know, insurance companies are now because of the, all the fires that have been happening are asking lots of questions. So, you know, our clients are coming back to us, you know, are we okay? Are we protected safely? And, and a lot of, and some of our clients are asking for us to do that fire testing to make sure that what we are, you know, telling them that they are able to store is actually okay, and that the, those, you know, sprinklers are capable of, you know, you know, uh, withstanding that little fire, so to speak, that may not become a, a huge fire. Um, so that's a lot of the times what our clients are asking us is, you know, making sure that they are properly protected. And if they're not, well, what can we do to to do that? You know, and um, uh, can we do some fire testing? Because that's one of the things that, you know, Telgen has been really, um, I guess, pioneering right now is the fire testing. And a lot of our clients are are asking us to do some fire testing on, on different type of commodities for them to see, will this burn? Will this not burn? Or if it does burn, how, you know, how big are the flames and, and things in that nature? So that's some, some of the trends that we're seeing lately. It's just because of the insurance companies. I guess knuckling down on on mm-hmm. more uh, stricter policies, guidelines, yeah. which is good yeah, for guidelines. everyone, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm not saying it's not, but you know, so right. um, it, I think it's great, you know. Yeah. So, how do you know if your team comes in? Let's say someone's building a new office building, and you come in and you help set them up um, with their initial fire protection. What's the like follow up like, or is that kind of on like the business owner to kind of make sure they're staying current or, you know, even homeowners checking their smoke detectors and replacing the batteries. Like who, how does that stay up to date and regulated? Well, from a commercial standpoint, you know, um, once we do, you know, we have another side of the house, I guess you could say. So we have, you know, we're the engineering and consulting side and we do have an inspection testing and maintenance side of the house. So what we try to do, you know, is if, our client, you know, once they're up and running, we try and, you know, incorporate utilizing our other side to test and inspect their systems after they've been installed. However, you know, the installing contractor sometimes has that warranty for a year, you know, will if anything happens to the system for a year, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, we'll gladly, um, you know, come out and help. But, you know, it's just a, a matter of what the client wants as far as if they come to us and say, hey, I want you guys to inspect and test 
our systems on a yearly, quarterly, whatever the um, the code requires basis, Mm -hmm. or they may go with another, um, you know, uh, firm to do that testing, which is absolutely, you know, fine. We we try to keep it in house as much as possible, obviously. But uh, you know, but yeah, absolutely. You know, the 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 client has the option to to pick another um, firm, but you know. it's, it's really up to the client, but we do tell them, hey, after, you know, so you have to do yearly inspections mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, because unfortunately, you know, when we do see, you know, commercial fires, particularly it's there are tends to be there tends to be, you know, out of date systems or Absolutely. not or improperly functioning fire sprinklers and and mm-hmm. things like that. And I mean, even just sprinklers in general, we've had them around for how many years and people, <laughs> when you were talking about people immediately think of a long sprinkler, yes. but it's like, we should all have sprinkler fire home and commercial building sprinklers yeah. um, in every building. Yeah. It's, it's, it's coming, I think, to be honest mm-hmm. with you in, in, in the homes and, and, and everything, but absolutely in the commercial sector, you, we should all be protected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing to me sometimes when people take over buildings and they want to make it their own, the some of the lack of information that they do have and you know how people and i'm not blaming anybody but sometimes things happen and you know but you want to make sure you're up to date with all your inspections and testing Mm -hmm. and like that Mm -hmm. and that's what's you know the the bad part about it is you know um some people tend to be more reactive than proactive yeah. Um, you know, and that that's that's where we have to step away from that. We have to be more proactive than reactive. We don't want to see a fire. We don't want to see, you know, anybody have you know their business, you know, get caught on flame. So let's be proactive about that. So, mm-hmm. so that's like the, the no the, that's the thing we need to get out there more, I think. Yeah, not putting it behind and just doing it right. when it needs to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I like I like what you talked about, like the handoff too, right? Because we can we assuming right like mm-hmm. make a lot of assumptions when yes. when folks like pass things off like i would have assumed the person before me did their due diligence and were proactive but there's no yeah. way to really know that for sure so um as a fire protection engineer um what do you like most about your job like what do you enjoy doing the most i know mm-hmm. you do i think you do some traveling it sounds like i kind do of, uh, i do actually i i love to Travel, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, uh, and traveling's not for everybody. I love my, I love to travel. I got, uh, I think there's um, just, you know, 40, I've, I've traveled to 46 states, no, 45 states. I believe there's five states I've yet to travel to um, with this position. Um, so you get to see a lot um, and everything. So I do enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. But now in my new position, I don't travel as much as I used to, um, which is fine. I don't mind, um, you know, that's other people can get to do the traveling and, and everything. But I think the most, as I said earlier, I, I love looking into the code. I'm on several code committees um, through NFPA that, you know, I, I get to make the code, you know, I help make those code requirements. And that's like, so I, I'm just an I just get excited about it, you know, because um, as I said, I love looking at the code. I love talking to people about what I do, what we do for Telgen as a company and, and everything and getting new clients on board. And, and you know, I, I'm at a new client um, today and yesterday I was, you know, introduced to a new client that we, you know, have and, you know, 
just talking to him about it, just, I, I light up. I, I think I light up anyway, because <laughs> I love talking about it, making sure that his facilities are protected properly. And that that's all I care about. I want to make sure that you're protected. I don't want to, you know, you to, you know, I'm not going to give you anything that, you know, to, I'm not about, um, you know, selling, selling, selling to just make all this money. I want you to be protected. Mm -hmm. Yes, everybody is, you know, in the business of making money. Don't get me wrong. I, but our main goal is for protection, you know, making mm -hmm. sure you're properly protected. And, and that's what I love to do. And then, you know, looking in the code and, and being able to answer the clients, you know, with our expertise, it, it's a great feeling. That's awesome. Well, and you did certainly do light up when you start talking about code. I don't think I would ever be cut out for that position. So I'm glad someone who I is so excited about it can. I can't say I would light up for it, but. Um. Well, that, that means I'm in the right field then, right? That's right. You picked your passion for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I understand we need more FPEs um, yes. or fire protection engineers. Um, specifically, you're in a very male dominated field, correct? So, yes, yes. um, let's talk a little bit about why we need more, um, and kind of like, you know, what would you say to someone, maybe a female who's considering, um, getting into something like this? Well, um, we do need more FPEs because right now, you know, our industry needs the talent. A lot of, you know, we're in high demand, you know, as I said before, a lot of people now are being more proactive than reactive because they're seeing those fires. You know, they don't want things, you know, being basically, I can't talk about it being, you know, they don't want their business to basically be consumed by a fire. So, you know, because of Which that, you know, and promising, <laughs> it's promising to hear that we're being yes. more proactive yes, and not are reactive. Being more proactive. Absolutely. But a lot, you know, 25% of our workforce um, is going to be retiring in the next 10 years. So when you hear that, you're like, oh, we got to get the younger generation up to, you know, and, and things like that. So of course we just need, you know, more people in this you know, field because we're just in such high demand and, and, and we want people, you know, talented people to, or even, you know, if this maybe isn't something that you're thinking about to think about, you know, I didn't think I was going to be a fire protection engineer going into electrical engineering and here I am. And I, I love it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. So, you know, even though you may think of another engineering field, maybe you look into that, you know, fire, you know, realm and be like, well, what can I do? You know, we don't, we don't just burn things, you know, <laughs> we prevent things from burning. So, um, and then for women, uh, you know, I, I always go back to what my dad told me, because when I told my dad, I wanted to be an engineer, he goes, are you sure? Are you sure? Because it is a male dominated field. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean, I just, I don't, I can't see, you know, I love taking things apart, trying to problem solve and, you know, trying to figure out the best solution. You know, that was my mindset. And, you know, I loved math and science. And so when I said, you know, my dad suggested engineering, however, it is a male dominated field. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what, I, and um, just because it's a male dominated field doesn't mean a woman can't kick ass at it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, I mean, I think I'm doing such, you know, I, I'm where I am because I busted my butt. But of course, but I wouldn't be where I am if I was, didn't have the talent and didn't have the, you know, where, you know, where for all to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and women just need to know that they're capable. And, you know, and if you love math and science, 
go into engineering. You don't have to always go into the, you know, that, you know, marketing field or anything, you know, or mm -hmm. things of that nature, you know, it, that's what I say. Don't be afraid um, to, to just, you know, follow what your passion is. And I, as I said, you know, engineering has a lot of math, but to be honest, I don't use half of the math that I learned in college. So. <laughs> we won't, we won't tell your college professors yes. who said that. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that no, is but, so yeah. true. It is like you said, a male dominated field. So do you think, you know, women in the field maybe bring something different to the table or, or I guess what would, how would you encourage other women to join or consider even just the engineering field in general, maybe not even just the fire protection well, I mean, I, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, they say that women can be more emotional than men, which mm -hmm. I agree, you know, we can be, but sometimes emotion is good to have, you know, because we take a step back and be like, okay, let's, let's look at it from a different angle, so to speak, you know, how can we, you know, either, whether it be fire protection or electrical or mechanical, you know, how can we make this, you know, if you're a mechanical, how can you make this car more comfortable, you know, maybe the men, you know, and I'm not saying that they don't think of these things, but you know, from a female perspective, it's, it's going to be different than a male's perspective. Um, and, and same with fire, you, you, you know, I'm thinking, you know, and, and, you know, as a mom, I don't, I'm not a mom. So as a mom, maybe you're thinking of, you know, how do I protect my children? Not to say that fathers don't think that way too, but maybe, you know, th those are different aspects that I think that maybe from a female perspective, you have more uh, of a different, um, I, uh, sight to see, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so um, it, it's just different. I, I, it's just a different perspective than, than, you know, um, more, as I said, we have more, <laughs> more emotions sometimes, which, you know, and as I said, it, it can be a good and bad thing, but sometimes I think it's great to, to have more of that emotional side to, to it. Definitely. I think you bring, right. Like everyone brings their own life experiences, mm -hmm. but um, if it's a male dominated field, right. The, the female life experiences aren't necessarily brought into the field. So I think that's great for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And they should, and women should just not be, I think, you know, because some women think, well, I'm not going to get heard. That's not the case. Uh, I mean, that's not the case at all. Just make yourself heard that. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I say. And we have a lot to say. <laughs> we sure do. Um, so do you have any advice or tips for anybody wanting to get involved in advocacy? So I understand you're um, involved a lot in NFPA mm -hmm. um, and you love doing the building codes. Um, mm -hmm. But um, tell us a little bit more kind of about um, like I know their advocacy can take many forms. So it sounds like you're on some NFPA you know, committees or whatnot. Yeah. But in addition, um, I'm sure like like you mentioned earlier, you just advocate because you know so much about fire prevention. Mm -hmm. So um, what are some ways that you kind of have gotten involved in advocacy and what advice might you have for someone who wants to get more involved? And maybe they're not a fire protection engineer. Right. And and again, I mean, you, uh, I, I get involved with my committees, you know, that I'm involved in NFPA, Society of Fire Protection Engineers, um, uh, American Society of Healthcare Engineers. I get involved with those societies. Um, I recently moved to um, Delaware, so I'm going to get in, involved with that chapter's of those, you know, societies and things like that. So those are things from a professional standpoint that I can get involved in. And then from, you know, um, I guess a voluntary, you know, I, I always, it's funny. I, um, 
I don't like giving blood, but I will, you know, <laughs> and, and everything if I have to. Um, so, you know, I'll donate blood, but, you know, just to, for help, you know, and, and things like that. Just getting out there, to, to be honest with you, um, you know, going to a golf outing and just talking to people. You know, you, you know, some people you just when you're introducing yourself, oh, what do you do? And I explain, you know, I'm, I'm a fire protection engineer or, you know, for intelligent or I say, well, I'm a regional practice leader for intelligent engineering and consulting. And they're like, well, what is that? You know, you know, what do you do with that? And I'll explain and like, oh, OK, well, I think I need to talk to you. And it's like that it just opens up doors to where you can go and, you know, going to conferences. You know, we, we just came back in August. We did a conference for American Society of Healthcare Engineers. And, the, you know, they're like, oh, I remember Telgen. You guys do the the, the um, fire testing. I'm like, yeah, we do. You know, so they <laughs> know us and, and everything like that. So for me, that's how I get involved and I try to stay involved in, in that aspect. Um, and things, and again, you know, your, your colleagues, you know, I always, you know, even though I may not be working with them, you know, I'm a, I'm a different company than I was, you know, 10 years ago, I'm still involved. I'm still talking to mm -hmm. my colleagues, asking them questions, bouncing ideas off of them, because that's what we need to do in this field. You, you can't just be all, you know, narrow mind, you know, based and stuff. You have to open it up. And, you know, the more people we get involved, the better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think networking and, is super powerful for sure. Yeah. And the fire protection and advocacy, you know, realm, I feel like it's one of the more collaborative, you know, industries than we really see, you know, from anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people know NFPA. They know Sparky yeah. the Fire Dog. Yes. But Sparky. they yeah, but they may not actually know Telgen and some of that behind the scenes work and how everyone is being collaborative. And I think that's just so, so powerful. Um, and helps, you know, evolve and transform and continue the evolution of the fire protection industry, because we can work together instead of, oh, well, I'm over here on my own. And why right. want the business over here? But when we work together, we can make such a greater impact. Absolutely. And I think that's why, you know, NFPA has these conferences, you know, Society of Fire Protection Engineers have conferences, you know, so everybody can come into one place and, you know, collaborate and, and learn from one another. And that's, that's all the whole idea. You know, mm -hmm. we're all in it to, to protect people, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that, that's the main focus is we want, you know, yeah, we want to protect the business, but mainly it's the people. That's the, you mm -hmm. know, we want to protect people and, 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 you know, make sure that they're all well protected and, and, and that's all it's about. And, mm -hmm. you know, so that's how I, I'm get I get excited about, you know, going to these conferences and talking to other people and, and being able to learn from other people and, oh, I didn't realize we could do it that way. You know, there's always some different ways to, to solve a problem. And that's why I love engineering because there's multiple ways that you can solve a problem and it could, it may work, you know, well for one person, but in, another option could work well for another. So that's, that's how it's great mm -hmm. to, to be collaborative. Definitely. Yeah. And I know we will talk a little bit about fire protection here in a moment, but, you know, we have a lot of survivors or healthcare folks listening who maybe can't get too involved in like the building codes and that engineering yeah. side, but want to help spread awareness of, you know, the importance of fire protection, you know, aside from, you know, helping with fire prevention week and advocacy weeks, um, you know, let's just say someone's sitting at their office and they're noticing maybe that their building's not up to code, or maybe they see somewhere that they could have improvements, you know, how could they approach that situation? Or like, what would you recommend they do to, you know, help 
bring more awareness to the fire protection. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put your number in the show yeah, description exactly. and yeah, they can call you right up. <laughs> right. No, um, to, to be honest, you know, one of the things I, I, I get, you know, is, yeah, how do we do that? And, um, you know, if, if I'm sitting at, you know, a desk and looking up and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I don't see any sprinklers. Am I supposed to have sprinklers? That's like the obvious question or wait a minute, there's no smoke detector. Am I supposed to have smoke detectors? Mm-hmm. Not every place is required to have you know, smoke detection in every room or things in that nature. You just need to, I, I would think, you know, reach out to, to you know, an organization like Telgen, you know, you go on our website and see, and we, we can help you and understand that. Um, you know, one of the other things is, you know, um, yeah, no, what, if, if my, my mom and dad, they were like, yeah, you look in the building and fire codes. I'm like, yes. And they're like, so not, nobody is going to look at that unless they absolutely necessarily have to. So um, I wouldn't say that they should be doing that, but, you know, just ask questions, you know, ask their upper management. Hey, have we thought about this? Ask maintenance, you know, cause your maintenance staff knows the ins and outs of your building probably more than anybody you know mm-hmm. especially those older people you know and I, I say older but you know the people who've been with the company for so long and everything like that they're a wealth of knowledge utilize them absolutely utilize them just because they're you know in maintenance doesn't mean that they don't have that wealth of, i mean i utilize what my maintenance department you know and things like in my in my old uh you know firm they know everything and mm-hmm. anything Talk to them, say, hey, why don't we do this? Or what's going on with it? They'll know. They'll be like, oh, you know, we decided to do it this way. Or and or if they don't know, they don't know who to ask. And and mm-hmm. that's, you know, you just have to know that you can utilize anybody in your company, you know, whether it be the your your upper management or even your maintenance staff. Yeah. That's such a great point. I wouldn't have thought to, well, I, I mean, I work from home, so I guess yeah. I'm my own maintenance yes, staff, exactly. but <laughs> it's definitely, I wouldn't have thought, you know, you're so right. Like they do know the ins and outs of the buildings and mm-hmm. they probably know when the last time someone was yes. there to check on yes, things in absolutely. the buildings. So absolutely. It's definitely a good idea. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, well Go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> I was just, I do want to shift gears a little bit to talk about, you know, the cooking side of things. And, you know, it is uh, Fire Prevention Week, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Right. So, since 1922, so it's a little over 100 years, the um, NFPA has sponsored the public observance of Fire Prevention Week. And this year is all focused on cooking safety. Um, you know, cooking safety is, I don't know if it is the leading or if not, it's the second leading cause of home fires, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pamela, do you have any cooking safety tips? I know you're more focused on, you know, the engineering and I feel like business side of things, yeah. but do you have any cooking safety tips or um, you want to share with us? Well, one of the things that I I think is important is watching what you're cooking. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, step away for a quick second or, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, and again, I don't have kids, so I don't know. But, you know, a lot of times maybe the kids are fussing and things and I'll, I'll just, you know, be a minute. If you have to walk away. I would suggest shut off that burner, shut off that oven, because you just never know. Even walking away for a little bit could, you know, mean, you know, something. And, you know, so so that is my, you know, recommendation is just to make sure you're watching what you're cooking. Um, I know that I have a smoke detector that's fairly close to my kitchen. And every time I boil water, it sometimes goes off. 
you know, and which it's a good and bad thing because it's like, oh man, again. So I, you know, but again, you know, if that wasn't there, would I know? You know, so always watch. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've I've been in the habit also to to just step away from that stove for a second. And then come back and the, the water's like really boiling. He's like, oh my God, I wasn't gone that long. But you just never know. And that's that's just the important thing is making sure that you are watching what you're cooking, you, that you're not having the, the burner on too, too high for what you're cooking, as well as the oven. You know, make sure you're looking at the, the recommended temperatures to, to cook that, you know, lasagna in and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. And I think it's important too, you said children. Mm-hmm. As my accident happened downward, right? So like explosion of something down. Yeah. So I always, whenever I talk to folks about, you know, kitchen safety in general, I'm like, do not let your children in the kitchen. Yes. And we've had, we had a guest on the sh- show as well um, that has like underneath, you know, children can have the ability to be underneath you a lot yes. when you're cooking, right? So That's- for me, it's like, children are out of the kitchen, right? Like gates on either side so that they're not mm-hmm. able to come in. Cause you just never know, like you said, if that boiling water is going to go over and it slash onto them or you drop something that's hot, um, that makes me nervous. And that mm-hmm. like their head is at the most risk, right? For like, oh, my, absolutely. Head face. so yes, when you say children, I'm, it always makes me cringe. I'm like, no children in the kitchen. Cause no, I, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent because they can distract not only cause they can distract you, but they, then themselves, the hands, you know, I, I always yeah. remember my sister's kids, you know, when, when they're growing up and stuff, they're, they're grabbing at things, always trying to get stuff. And if that burner's hot and they're trying, you're, you know, you just, mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent with the, the kids, no kids in the kitchen, you know, while you're cooking and, and everything. Cause, and, and then the other thing is I know nowadays that, you know, um, the, the newer ovens have all the, the mechanisms up at the top now, but some of the older ovens have them, have those dials yes. at the, you yeah. know, at the mm-hmm. side. And, and that also with kids, you know, at that height, <laughs> you just have to be very careful that they mm-hmm. know that, that that's bad. That they can't be touching that. So I, I agree a hundred percent, the kids out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, it, it's, you know, earlier when we were talking about keeping up with maintenance codes in your buildings and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, also keeping up with keeping your house safe, you know, Absolutely. not in and out of the kitchen, but mm-hmm. checking your smoke detectors. It's a great time of year to check them, you know, checking is your oven pr- working properly is anything mm-hmm. weird happening right. that could spark cleaning your oven i know i'm oh not yeah. my favorite chore to do but no. important to do because that can also cause you know Absolutely. you may think you're doing everything safe but you may have dropped something in there that could catch on fire so yeah, you're a hundred percent right rachel because I've had, you know, where I made a pizza and the cheese has dropped, you know, and mm-hmm. it's all, and you just smell that smell, you know, and you absolutely have to keep that oven nice and clean and, and, and everything. Because, again, you, you know, the more and more it, it can spark, you just don't know what's, you know, so absolutely it's cleaning. And, you know, you say smoke detectors, don't wait until you hear the beep, 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 you know, mm-hmm. from that smoke detector to change out your smoke, you know, your, your mm-hmm. batteries, make it, make sure you, you know, I know that me, me and my husband um, are constantly like, I think we had like just every six months, that's mm-hmm. what we do. Every six months you change out those, those batteries. Um, and we have that where we're, we're changing out the batteries every six months and, you know, get in the habit of making sure put it on the calendar, you know, and, mm-hmm. and put a reminder. A so you know the, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, to buy those batteries because, you know, 
you know, most of the time you don't have the C volt, you know, the C's yeah. or whatever, the nine volt, excuse me, batteries that, you know, the smoke detector takes all the time. So make sure you have a stash of them. We, we went to Costco um, and bought a whole big thing of, of yes. batteries, you know, double A's and, mm. and the, the C9s for those, you know, smoke detectors. Make sure you have them on hand that you're not waiting like, oh, crap, I have to remember to to go buy a battery and, and stuff. Because to be honest, if you don't write it down, you're not going to remember to buy batteries mm-hmm. unless you hear mm-hmm. that that beat. That, and that's that's too late. You need to make sure you mm-hmm. have the schedule. Yeah. My husband and, and I also, speaking of Costco, bought like fire extinguishers for everyone mm-hmm. one year for Christmas. And it was like, especially after my accident, like mm-hmm. you should have what they have the little like kitchen ones that you can stick yes. in your kitchen and check yep. their expirations. Yeah. One year we were like, and everyone was like, why is, why are you giving this to us as a gift? I'm like, it's to keep you safe. Like yeah. the, mm-hmm. this is like, you need this in your house. Like, and this is something that just, you never know when you're going to have to reach for it. So and having one know how to use them. it too. Absolutely. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I always like to use the, the pass, you know, um, expression, pull, aim, squeeze and sweep. So, you know, I've oh, always, I, yeah. So that you always want to make sure if you do have a fire extinguisher, you know how to use it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's where you pull the, the little mechanism, you aim it at the bottom of the fire and, you know, you squeeze it and you just sweep back and forth. So you just want to yeah. make sure that you're, you know how to use it, but absolutely have a fire extinguisher and make sure you you're checking that date on the fire. I was going to say, is it expired? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cause you know, they can last, you know, um, you know, in, in commercial buildings, you have to check them on a monthly basis to make sure, you know, and, but at home, do you still have to do that? So those are things you have to think about. Oh, wait, am I checking my fire extinguisher on a monthly basis at all? Probably mm-hmm. not, you know, you, but, you know, check it, make sure that that, that dial still shows that it's it's green and, 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 and uh, able to be utilized. So mm-hmm. absolutely. So I, that's why I like to give myself calendar reminders of different things. That you I have think to that's a great about. idea. Yeah, yeah, my husband and I set calendar reminders all the time on our phones, but it's always great to have that to remind. Oh, yes, I was supposed to do that today. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean, with this digital age now, you, you you have those reminders you could do. Even Alexa, you could have Alexa set it for you. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> Let's just call it out right now. And then maybe everyone's Alexa will right. remind them every, exactly. on the first of every month. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for our listeners too, you can always reach out to your local fire department or fire organization if you, you know, even if you need smoke detectors or need help checking them or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, you know, especially I know my local fire department during fire prevention week, especially is always handing out free smoke detectors. So contact them. Yeah. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to utilize them. They're, they're absolutely wonderful. You know, they're, you know, um, they're willing to, and even they're willing to help you install them too, you mm-hmm. know, or um, especially for the older community, for, you know, I, I always, you know, suggest them to, to reach out to the fire departments mm-hmm. because, you know, they'll be willing to come a ladder. to your, yeah, 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 absolutely. They'll come to your house and do it for you and, and everything. And, and so they're more than happy to help you and, and, and just utilize them. They're just, they're great resources. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think it's also important to, yeah, to know, like you said, like some people don't feel comfortable, right. Testing it or whatnot. Right. So if you're not, I know last year we did have Lorraine from the NFPI here. Mm-hmm. She also talked a lot about having a plan, especially for seniors um, yes. of like, if you do have a fire, knowing what to do ahead of time. So do you have a meeting spot outside of your home? 
Um, so it's a good time to start having those conversations, right? Are my smoke detectors, um, I think this week in particular, reminds us that we have to do those things. So even yes. if you don't set those phone reminders, right. like this is your reminder now. Mm -hmm. Have you checked your smoke alarms? Have you, you know, checked the expiration on your fire extinguishers? Do you have that fire exit plan that, that we talked about last year on our podcast? So mm -hmm. those are all really important things I think that we need to remember. And so hopefully this serves us that reminder. And with those fire exit plans, you should be um, doing it year, you know, yearly, especially because the kids are now getting older. If you have kids, kids are getting older. You may have, you know, said one thing when they were this age. Well, now it's changed or, you know, you you did some renovations to the house. So you have to make sure you you have that fire exit plan and, and the kids know it and 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 to practice it. That's the mm -hmm. other thing. It's all well and good to have a plan. But if you don't practice it in the matter it's not going to matter. Exactly. So the more mm -hmm. you practice, the better you're going to be, you know, do it. it. It should be a fun thing. Just, you know, as a fun activity, I guess you can say, and, and everything. So don't make it so, you know, it's, it's a, a negative thing, just it's, it's help you and, you know, make mm -hmm. it a fun activity, you know, do it, you know, every, every other month or something like that so that they know this is what needs to happen. And especially for mm -hmm. pets too, you know, if you have pets, what is what happens to those pets? Are you Who's are grabbing you, the pet? Yeah, do you have a plan in place for that? You know, mm -hmm. so that's another thing you need to to think about as well. So I mean, you, you sometimes you don't think of these things. And I have to, you know, I had two cats. Now I have one, and th that's my biggest fear is my pet because I don't have kids. My pet is my kid, you know. So um, that that would just devastate me and destroy me if that's something mm -hmm. were to happen to him you know because yeah. of that so absolutely make sure you have a plan in place for sure well we really appreciate you joining us pamela today um before we do our final wrap up i do want to remind those listening that they can learn more about fire prevention week um, with the nfpa um and we will put the information in our show notes as well, but nfpa.org. And then they can learn more about Telgian and the fire prevention efforts that Pamela talked to us today about at telgian.com. So we'll make sure all of that information is in our show notes. Um, and we really appreciate you coming and talking about National Fire Prevention Week with us oh, uh, and more about what you do. Yeah, um, thank but we'll you. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> well, we appreciate it as well. Before we go, though, we do ask our guests two final questions. Okay. Um, the first question I have for you today um, is kind of what advice you'd have for those that aspire to be a fire protection engineer. Um, where do they start, right? Maybe they're in college, maybe they're just looking for a job like you were and um, not interested in going into <laughs> fire engineering, but kind of found that path. So um, would you have any advice for those folks? I would say um, if you're, you're, take a chance that I took a chance and you know, that what's the worst that can happen. You don't like it. Well, then you think, pick something else, you know? Yep. Um, but to be honest, you're going to fall in love with it. Just I, I think, I, I mean, I fell in love with it and I can't look back and see what my life would be, what, what, I, what I'm doing. I love what I do. And, um, but that's my advice is you just take a chance because you never know what you can do. Um, not only with just fire protection or fire prevention or suppression or, you know, as an FPE, but as any engineer, you know, you, you just take a chance. And that was and even if you're a woman, take that chance, because, you know, if you love that math and science, engineering is a great field for you. Um, you know, and I took a chance, fell in love with it and won't look back. 
I, I can't see myself doing anything else. So that that's the thing I, I just would tell. Mm -hmm. I, I've told my nieces and nephews that. Um, and that's what I would tell anybody, you know, if they're struggling. Well, I don't know if engineering is for me, but I do love math. Try it. Right. Try it. You know, your freshman year is going to be all your core classes anyway. So just take a chance and, and, and take one of those classes and see if it's for you or not. And, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You change your major? Who doesn't change their major? <laughs> I mean, of course, I didn't, but I mean, or fortunately, uh, but a lot of kids know these, that's, you never know what you want to do, but just take It's hard to decide. Yeah. yeah. I changed my major. Don't yeah. worry. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> my sisters changed their major as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, and this is your time to do it, you know, and, and everything and see what you are passionate about. Um, and that's, that's why you take that chance. Mm -hmm. No, that's some really, really great advice. Thanks for sharing. So our, our final question today, it is our Phoenix partner question, which today is sponsored by Telgian, an organization dedicated to saving lives through innovative fire prevention and life safety solutions. So their question, or maybe even your question, because you work there is, uh, what is something you're grateful for today? It doesn't have to be burn community, fire protection, anything related. It can be anything. I am grateful for my family. I really am. So I couldn't be where I am today without them. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. So thank you so much, Pamela, for joining us today. This is a really special episode. I loved, you know, even for me learning, I learned so much more about the fire protection engineering and, um, now I'm going to be staring at every ceiling that I walk into <laughs> of every building. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> maybe I'll even ask to read the code just to, right? to hey. see what I can find. You, you can always look it up online. It's, it's available. So, you, you know, uh, if, um, if you want to learn more, absolutely. But uh, I, I love it. I appreciate it. it. <laughs> yeah. And we appreciate that you're kind of representing strong female women in, in that industry. So um, continue to do that great work that you're doing. Um, Rachel and I always appreciate small, uh, strong female, you know, representation. So really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you so very much for making this fun. <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed it and uh, appreciate you, you know, taking the time for me. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, you have a great rest of your day. And, and again, make sure that you check out National Fire Prevention Week um, and use this as your reminder to, to stay up to date on all of the things for your cooking safety this week. Absolutely. All right, everyone. It's been a pleasure. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Girls with Crafts. If you are enjoying this content, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.